So my first one was like, what was the um, draft process like for you? It was stressful, honestly. It was pretty stressful. I had uh, I had some friends and family over the day of the draft. Um, and for me leading up to it, I thought I had a really good plan with, with my agent. I mean, we did have a good plan looking back on it with everything and kind of discussing how everything was going to go. And then, you know, once stuff kind of gets going and rolling, like everything moves pretty quick and um, – I ended up going a little bit later than I thought I was going to go, but now I'm in a great situation with the White Sox and everything worked out. So, you know, during the time it was pretty stressful, but now I'm I'm happy with where I'm at. Yeah. Did you have a feeling that it was going to be the White Sox um, or did that? Yeah, I kind of did. I, my agent had talked to me earlier that morning and said the White Sox were definitely interested in me. Um, there's a group of probably like eight teams or so that I thought I was going to like most likely to get picked by. Um, but the White Sox were definitely pretty high off on that list. Yeah. And also being a, you know, being a, a mask guy, what was it like kind of playing high school baseball? You know, I know during, you know, it gets a lot colder than, you know, if you're playing in Texas yeah. or kind of that, that part of the country. Yeah, I like it, honestly. I, I think now it gives me a huge advantage. After seeing kind of my first year of professional baseball, like a lot of guys that play are either from, you know, somewhere in the Caribbean, like Dominican Cuba, somewhere down there. Or, you know, California, Texas, like, so it makes up at least 50, 60 percent of the guys that play. And I feel like when they get into that cold weather, they, they don't really know how to deal with it as well as like guys from the northeast or guys from, you know, colder climates. And I feel like that gives me a little bit of an advantage. I always say that my favorite weather, the pitching is like 45 degrees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I remember doing Little League Baseball and just kind of that first month was always a struggle just like standing in the outfield wearing like four layers it's like this still isn't enough yeah in high school before the game starts yeah oh yeah i also saw you had um you know tommy john surgery in college what was the recovery process um from that like yeah. so what, what was the what was uh, kind of recovery yeah so i actually got my senior year of high school and then missed my yeah. freshman year of college Honestly, I feel like that was one of the biggest developmental points in my life as far as, like, getting stronger, kind of figuring out what I needed to do from cleaning up my mechanics just and, like, learning how to pitch. I was – I always threw relatively hard in high school, but I didn't really know how to pitch. Like, I was kind of just up there throwing. Um, and I think, though, that year segueing into kind of my sophomore year in college, like, that was the biggest period of time where I was able to sit down and kind of look at some stuff, watch a full year of college baseball, and then – you know, take what I learned and put it into action that next year. So, I mean, that was huge for me. It wasn't – I didn't think the rehab – obviously the rehab was hard and, like, it was hard work every day, but um, I was fortunate enough that I didn't have any setbacks or anything. So, for me, it was pretty smooth. It was just kind of put your head down, do the work, and then, um, you know, come out better on the other side. Yeah. How would you say you've changed – you know you've grown as a pitcher during your time with the White Sox, um, you know, after college? hundred percent. I think that the pitcher I was, I mean, this year, obviously I was hurt and I didn't have a great year, but where I was at the beginning of this year in spring when I was feeling good. And then at the end of last year, I felt like once again, like I just became more of a pitcher. Like I was able to command stuff better. I had better feel for, you know, 
three, four pitches. And I think, you know, going forward, once I get my shoulder back healthy, like that's just something to build on for me. I felt good. My, a couple positives out of this year for me were my changeup felt really good. And that was something I had worked on a lot in the off season. Um, so I was happy to see good results with that pitch. And now, you know, once I get healthy, it's just about piecing everything together. Yeah. What's kind of the favorite minor league city you've played in? I know we've been in a couple levels, so you've probably seen a good amount of good amount of the country. Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think. I think the my favorite stadium I've played at is probably Greenville, South Carolina, the Red Sox High a Stadium. Just because I grew up a Red Sox fan, playing in the Fenway replica is cool. I think city overall is probably. I want to come up to the next one and look back and say I missed something. I like Pensacola a lot in double A by the beach. I like Pensacola. I'm trying to think of a honestly, Charlotte's like one of the cooler places we've been. Charlotte's a cool city. Um, I'm trying to think of other places I went this year. I'd say, yeah, probably, probably Pensacola. I think Pensacola was my most fun week. I threw all that week and it was fun going to the beach. It was nice. I'd say Pensacola. There's a lot of Red Sox guys I've talked to, and most of the time they always say Greenville. Um, whenever yeah. I ask them their favorite city, they played up. Yeah, but well, I remember the, we had a uh, they had some promo going on that Sunday too when we played there, and it was like nine thousand people or something like that the Sunday game. So it was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one in Charlotte is on my bucket list too, especially seeing pictures of because the Charlotte one's kind of right in the in downtown area, right? Right in the middle of the city. It's really nice field, scenery, and everything. It's cool. And we already talked about your Red Sox guy growing up. So, who were your favorite players to watch for you? Like an Ortiz guy? Who was, who'd you kind of tune into every night? I was an Ortiz guy. I got a poster of Ortiz still in my room. Um, I like Pedroia a lot. I like Josh Beckett. Those are probably my three favorites Josh Beckett, Pedroia, David Ortiz. Yeah. Is there anything from Beckett's game that you kind of try to incorporate into your own anyway? Honestly, I haven't watched a ton of Beckett pitch since I was younger, honestly. I, maybe I should go back and start looking at some of his stuff. But um, I guess, you know, that's kind of the pitcher I want to be is like a power righty pitcher with, you know, good fastball, good breaking balls. So, yeah, honestly, maybe I should start watching more of his stuff and incorporating it. But no, I haven't really so far. Yeah. I remember watching him in 07, and that was just a crazy, crazy run they went on. I see in 07, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but also kind of how has each level, you know, challenged you as you've moved through the White Sox minor league system? Yeah, I think that early on, I think that A ball, yeah, I know some people say like, oh, double A is like good SEC ball. Obviously, I didn't play in the SEC, but I don't think that's true at all. Like, I don't think there's anything comparable to double A from college. I think that like low A, high A is kind of similar to some good college baseball. Um, and I think from there, it was more just being consistent. Like I was able to, you know, my first year I got drafted, I played some in low A, just get my feet wet with just seeing how professional baseball works. Um, and then that following year I started in high A. <clears throat> and for me, those two levels were kind of just, you know, trying to be consistent with the stuff I had. I know I had good stuff and I know if I was consistent, I was going to have success at those levels. And, you know, fortunately I did have success at those levels and I didn't spend too long there, but. Um, I think once I got to double A, that was the first level that really challenged me. Like, that was where, you know, I knew I had the stuff to do well at that level. I just had to be a little bit finer with my pitches, sequence guys a little bit better. Like, kind of like I said before, like learning how to pitch a little bit better. Because, you know, at that level, everybody has good stuff. And hitters see it every day. So it's not like 
you know, you can just overpower guys for the most part. Um, and I think that was where a lot of my growth happened last year too. Uh, I was there for most of the summer down in Birmingham. And I mean, just, I, I had some struggles in double A too. I started off the season when I first got promoted there, I started off throwing really well. Um, and then I had a little bit of like a blip, like tweaked my lat, missed a week or so, um, came back and for like, a month straight after that, I threw, I probably had four or five, like, pretty crappy outings in a row. Um, and then I had some conversations with pitching coaches with the White Sox, some of my pitching coaches from back home over the All-Star break. And I was able to come back after the All-Star break and kind of look at what I was doing for that previous month. And it was like, okay, what's going wrong here? What was, what was going on when I was throwing good? What was going on now that I'm not throwing as well? And kind of see the two differences in, in what was wrong and what was going on. In the last, you know, half of the year, I was able to have a really good, really good end to the season. So, um, and then obviously this year with AAA, I was in AAA a little bit at the end of last year, but only for a couple starts. Um, this year was just kind of frustrating overall with how everything went with, you know, the injuries. And then when I was pitching, I didn't really feel 100%, wasn't throwing well. So um, my biggest priority this offseason is just to get back healthy, get back feeling good, and then, you know, kind of get back to neutral with everything just so I can go beat What's kind of the best advice that you've gotten in your baseball career so far? Um, I'd say in professional baseball, it's just, you know, kind of roll with the highs and the lows. The season's so long and you have so many games, so many pitches, so many days of the field that, like, if you get these crazy highs and crazy lows, it's going to be a roller coaster the whole season. Like, just being able to stay consistent, that's been something I've been trying to work on since I was, you know, in college. Like, I always knew – at my best, um, I can play with the best in the world. And it's just about how often can I be at my best. And that's literally the challenge of pro ball. Like, hey, there's a lot of guys out there that can do it, you know, once in a while. But pro ball is the challenge of doing it every single day. I think maintaining kind of a level head, the same process, the same approach every day, that's one of the most important things to, to having success, I think. Yeah, I feel like that's key, especially, you know, being a pitcher too and, you know, all the craziness that goes with it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And also, if you could pick one baseball memory, whether it's from the minors or from college, what would be the one that sticks out? Probably, honestly, high school. Winning the state championship in high school my junior year. That's one of my favorite uh, baseball moments. And we had a good team, too. We had, we actually have – we had three guys on that team play professional baseball, too. Oh, really? So, we were, we were low. that was one of my favorite teams I've been on is that, that 2017 high school team. Especially for being from Mass, having that many on one team is, is impressive. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't realize up in Mass, it's not really that common. You got you get one guy playing professional baseball on your high school team. That's crazy. Yeah, I think it was but, two years ago. Um, feel like from BC and seeing him go in the first round, I was like, yeah, that's seeing a, seeing a BC guy go with the first like twenty five yeah. picks is kind of wild. Um, yeah, we actually had a pretty good group. My my. Uh, graduating class in high school up in Massachusetts. We probably have we have me, Sal, Kinner, Stephen Hazier from Andover, Mike Vassal went to BC High. Um we've got a group of like five or six of Dom Keegan, he went to Vanderbilt and he's with the Rays now. Yeah, yeah, we have a good amount of guys from Massachusetts in my year in the in professional baseball. Yeah. And I just have two spinoffs there kind of kind of holiday ones. Um, it was when I was talking to Carlos Prospect yesterday. He was very adamant about this first one. How early yeah. for you is too early to put up a Christmas tree? 
Oh, man, my family's late with the Christmas tree. We barely put it up in time. I mean, if it was me personally, I'd say too early. I think I think after Thanksgiving is the proper time to do it. Like that weekend, that like kind of Sunday after Thanksgiving, like that's when you can start to kind of go full mode, full Christmas mode, decorations, tree. That gives you a couple of weeks, and then you got to take it down. I'm more, you got to take it down by a certain date. Because my family, we're, we're really busy, and we never ended up taking our Christmas tree down in time. It'd be like the middle of January, and our Christmas tree will still be up in the living room. So I'm more like after Christmas, like give it kind of a week and a half, two weeks, and then after that, like a week after New Year's, I think. Um, I agree. My family is the same way. It'll be like the first week of February, and I'll turn to my parents and be like, I love you guys, but I think the tree's seen better days. Yeah. So Oh yeah, we get a real tree too. So if it starts dying, the things start going on the carpet to a little. I don't even know what they call little pine needles. Yep. Yeah. And then my last would be if you could pick one Thanksgiving dish, what would be what would be your favorite? Is like a must-have every single year. Stuffing. Stuffing's my favorite. Okay. Stuffing. I think. I I like mashed potatoes too. Like a good mashed potatoes, I think are one of the, my favorite sides ever. Like I'll get mashed potatoes all year throughout the year.